listening to the Bear Chronicle Almanac. From the great American Pacific Northwest, greetings and welcome to another edition of the Parachronicle Almanac. I'm Jonathan Hawk. We near the end of 2020, and before we jump in this week, I'd like to wish you all a happy and healthy new year. This year has been a wild ride indeed, and for so many, a scary, sad, and uncertain one. So here's to a much more stable 2021 I really do wish you peace, health, and prosperity for the new year. And I'd also like to thank you for tuning into the Parachronicle Almanac. December was our first month publishing this podcast, and we look forward to expanding our listenership in the new year along with some other projects that are currently in various stages of development. And of course, we'll continue to focus on improving this podcast as well. So we hope you stick around to see what's coming up next And don't forget, we're still looking for stories from you, particularly strange trucker stories, paranormal or otherwise. So give us a call on the Parachronicle hotline at 818-570-0126 if you'd like your story featured on a future episode. That's 818-570-0126. Save it to your contacts because you never know when you might need it. Or you can always email at hawk at theparachronicle.com. That's H-A-W-K-E at theparachronicle.com. And with that, let's dive right in. Well, this is breaking news for this week, and some are calling it the countdown clock to UFO disclosure. I guess we'll find out. Attached to the 5,593-page coronavirus relief bill the president signed on Sunday, and which is still in congressional hell at the moment, is an unexpected proposition, a request for the Pentagon to brief Congress on all it knows about unidentified flying objects within 180 days. Though not in the text of the law itself, a comment from the Senate Intelligence Committee, attached to a portion of the package funding intelligence operations, asks the Director of National Intelligence to consult with other top defense officials and spy chiefs to submit a report on, quote, unidentified aerial phenomenon, otherwise known as UAP, within six months. The briefing will cover observed airborne objects that have not been identified and feature detailed analysis of unidentified phenomenon data collected by A, geospatial intelligence, B, signals intelligence, C, human intelligence, and D, measurement and signals intelligence, according to the request. A Defense Department spokesman told the New York Post, which reported on the news, that it was aware of the request. Quote, we are aware that the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence Committee report on the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal 2021 included a requirement for the Director of National Intelligence, in consultation with the Secretary of Defense, to submit a report on unidentified aerial phenomenon with 180 days of enactment. That was a mouthful. Though it's not law, former officials said the request was a new high watermark when it comes to the government publicly exploring the existence of UAPs. It's now fair to say that the request for an unclassified report on the UAP phenomenon enjoys the support of both parties in both houses of Congress. Christopher Mellon, former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence and former Staff Director of the United States Senate Intelligence Committee, told The Debrief, a science and defense news site, Assuming the executive branch honors this important request, the nation will at long last have an objective basis for assessing the validity of the issue and its national security implications. This is an extraordinary and long overdue opportunity. 
Among the many strange political developments during the Trump years has been a slow public thaw, as we've covered here in a few episodes, in the government's secrecy surrounding UFOs. In 2017, the New York Times reported on the Pentagon's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, an effort to investigate UAPs encountered by military service members, which was eventually shuttered but continued other names within various parts of the military intelligence apparatus. In early 2020, the Defense Department went so far as to release verified videos of UAPs that Navy pilots had encountered, and by mid-August, the Pentagon formally acknowledged it was still investigating such incidents under a new Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. The Department of Defense established the UAPTF to improve the understanding of and gain insight into the nature and origins of UAPs, it said in a statement. The mission of the task force is to detect, analyze, and catalog UAPs that could potentially pose a threat to the U.S. national security. National security, more than a desire to probe the great beyond, seems to have been the motivating factor to keep publicly exploring these phenomena. Senator Marco Rubio, a Florida Republican who chairs the Intel Committee, who made the request, told a Miami CBS affiliate in July he was concerned UAPs could be connected to, quote, some technological leap from U.S. adversaries like China or Russia. Maybe there is a completely sort of boring explanation for it, he said, but we need to find out. And I agree. I think we do need to find out. We need to learn more about this. We've had a, uh, you know, I, I suppose since World War II and probably before that, uh, but we've had a history in the U.S. of tracking these things through various uh, classified projects. Do you think of Blue Book and many others? And now to get to this point at the end of 2020, with this potential legislation almost requiring a report now to the point of the article whether that becomes available to the public is a totally different story and whether the executive branch whoever it may be in 2021 opts to release it or not that's yet to be seen but nonetheless that this is uh this is a big step forward and of course we're going to be tracking this this is a huge story i think and it's funny to me that it's wrapped up in a 5,000 plus page document for COVID relief. I almost wonder if there's some sort of meaning behind that. And if that's not enough, this is from The Guardian. Alien hunters detect mystery signal coming from the closest star system. Astronomers hunting the radio signals from alien civilizations have detected an intriguing signal from the direction of Proxima Centauri, the nearest star system to the sun, according to The Guardian. The researchers are still preparing a paper on the discovery, and the data has not been made public yet, but the signal is reportedly a narrow beam of 980 megahertz radio waves detected in April and May of 2019 at the Parkes Telescope in Australia. The Parkes Telescope is part of the $100 million Breakthrough Listen project to hunt for radio signals from technological sources beyond the solar system. The 980 megahertz signal appeared once and was never detected again. That frequency is important because as Scientific American points out, that band of radio waves is typically lacking signals from human-made craft and satellites. The Breakthrough Listen project detects unusual radio signals all the time. Between earthly sources, the sun's natural radio output, and natural sources beyond the solar system, there are a lot of radio waves bouncing around out there. But this signal appears to have come directly from Proxima Centauri system, just 4.2 light years from Earth. Even more tantalizing, the signal reportedly shifted slightly 
while it was being observed in a way that resembled the shift caused by the movement of a planet. Proxima Centauri has one known rocky world 17% larger than Earth and one known gas giant. The Guardian quoted an unnamed source with apparent access to the data on the signal as saying it is the first serious candidate for an alien communication since the WOW signal, a famous radio signal detected in 1977 that also resembled a techno signature. But the Guardian cautioned that this signal is likely to have a mundane origin too. More mundane sources could include a comet or a hydrogen cloud, which also could explain the WOW signal. Penn State University's Sophia Sheik who led the analysis of the signal for Breakthrough List and voiced her excitement about it. Quote, It's the most exciting signal that we found in the Breakthrough Listen project because we haven't had a signal jump through this many of our filters before, Sheik told Scientific America, adding that the signal is now being referred to as Breakthrough Listen Candidate 1 or BLC1. An inherent challenge in searching for alien communications is that no one knows how aliens might communicate, and no one knows all the potential natural sources of radio waves in the universe. So when signals arrive that seem even plausibly technological and don't come with easy natural explanations, it's tempting to make the jump to aliens. So far, no data on this signal is public, and it's likely that even when it does become public, there will be no conclusive answers. That's what happened with the WOW signal, after all. And more breaking news this week from Axios, and this is going to be something developing probably over the next week, so we'll revisit in the, our next podcast. But from Axios, Trump administration declassifies unconfirmed intel on Chinese bounties. The Trump administration is declassifying as yet uncorroborated intelligence recently briefed to President Trump that indicates China offered to pay non-state actors in Afghanistan to attack American soldiers, two senior administration officials tell Axios. So here's the big picture according to Axios. The disclosure of this unconfirmed intelligence comes 21 days before the end of Trump's presidency, after he has vowed to ratchet up pressure on China and months after news reports indicated that Russians had secretly offered bounties to Taliban militants to kill U.S. troops in Afghanistan. Now, the Chinese embassy in D.C. has not uh, responded to Axios' request for comment, uh, though Trump is not believed to have discussed the matter with President Xi Jinping as of yet. It was not immediately clear whether any members of Congress or President-elect Joe Biden have been briefed, though Biden now has access to the president's daily brief. Reading further, the intelligence was included in the president's briefing on December 17th, and Trump was verbally briefed on the matter by National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien, officials said. The administration officials across multiple agencies are currently working to corroborate the initial intelligence reports, and Axios was not able to visually inspect any reports detailing the intelligence. A summary was described by phone by the officials, and here's why it matters according to Axios. If this intelligence were to be confirmed, it would represent a dramatic strategic shift for China and sharply escalate tensions between the two countries, China and U.S. If the intelligence does not prove accurate, it raises questions about the motivations of the sources behind it as well as the decisions to declassify it. Now, China has long played a quiet diplomatic role in Afghanistan, inviting Afghan Taliban officials to Beijing to discuss plans for a peace deal and encouraging an Afghan-led solution, though Chinese-made weapons and financing have at times also flowed into the conflict there. And if you look into this further, you can also see something similar with ISIS uh, in 
Iraq and Syria, a lot of the weapons that ISIS had in some of those conflicts were manufactured and arrived and delivered from China. It seems incongruous that China would take such provocative action in Afghanistan. Andrew Small, a senior fellow at the German Marshall Fund who specializes in China-Afghanistan affairs, told Axios, Pursuing peace in Afghanistan is one of the extremely rare areas where the U.S. and China still have a willingness to work together on an area of importance, Small said. They know the drawdown is taking place. We're not in the context where anything else needs to happen to U.S. troops in Afghanistan. There's really no reason to create additional pressure on U.S. forces. In June, White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany lashed out at the New York Times for publishing unverified allegations about the Russian bounty intelligence. She suggested rogue intelligence officers were undermining Trump and U.S. security. She also insisted Trump hadn't yet been briefed because the intelligence hadn't been fully vetted. One senior official involved in the latest China discussions who described the uncorroborated intelligence to Axios said, Like all first reports, we react with caution to initial reports, but any intel reports relating to the safety of our forces we take very seriously. On December 22nd, officials held a Policy Coordinating Committee, a PCC meeting, to discuss the matter, said a second senior official with direct knowledge of the internal discussions. The official said the PCC was focused on two objectives, consultation with the IC on attempts to verify initial reports and consultation in the intelligence and defense communities around the force protection posture for remaining forces in Afghanistan. Officials would not describe the source or sources of the intelligence or say when or over what period of time the activity occurred. One said, The U.S. has evidence that the PRC, which is the People's Republic of China, attempted to finance attacks on American servicemen by Afghan non-state actors by offering financial incentives or bounties, and said the National Security Council is coordinating a whole-of-government investigation. Now, this source would not say whether he was referring to the Taliban or go beyond the descriptor of non-state actors. The timing of the alleged bounty offer is unclear. The source would say only that this happened sometime after late February when the U.S. struck its deal with the Taliban. He also noted there had not been an American combat death in Afghanistan since. He said the administration received early intelligence about PRC weapons illicitly flowing into Afghanistan. Now, the British and U.S. governments have previously complained about Chinese-made weapons being used by the Taliban. The interest in Afghanistan stems in part from Beijing's desire to prevent Chinese-Muslim separatist groups from using the country as a base. Afghan security officials recently discovered an alleged Chinese spy ring operating in the country apparently seeking to target Uyghurs there according to the December 25th report from Hindustan Times. Now, not to forget, Trump received heavy criticism earlier this year when he admitted he had not addressed with Vladimir Putin the unconfirmed intelligence reports that Russia had been offering bribes to the Taliban to kill American soldiers. The commander of U.S. forces in Afghanistan, General Frank McKenzie, said in September that it just has not been proved to a level of certainty that satisfies me that Russia offered these bounties. We continue to look for that evidence, McKenzie said of reports on Russia. I just haven't seen it yet, but it's not a closed issue. So that's from Axios. Now, I am sure the CCP mouthpieces will come out in full force to deny this intelligence. Sort of how they came out of the woodwork earlier this year to deny any wrongdoing with COVID-19. And frankly, I am becoming mm, irritated, I think is the word I would use, by the communist government's passive-aggressive let's say, narcissist behavior. 
try hopping onto the socials and saying anything critical about their regime or decision-making abilities. So I've experimented with this a little myself, and the clearly coordinated response by their Wu Mao, otherwise known as the 50 Cent Army, has been apparent and obvious. Do you not know what the Wu Mao is? Well, you should look it up. These are individuals hired by the CCP to write on social media to sway public opinion, and they hire people outside of China as well. They're essentially weaponizing free speech and turning it against free societies. So I recommend it. Give it a try and see what happens. Go to Twitter or TikTok, probably even more with TikTok, and find the Global Times or CGTN, both state-sponsored CCP quote-unquote news outlets. Try snapping back and see what you get. In fact, I've recently heard rumblings of potential horrific genetic experiments taking place on some of the CCP's artificial islands in the South China Sea, and I took it upon myself to mention this out on the net. I've never seen a more obvious response from the 50 Cent Army, numerous responses hitting back at me, and in some cases blaming Taiwan, even though what I was writing had absolutely nothing to do with Taiwan. But what it tells me is that they are extremely coordinated and aware, and scarier perhaps, that it took me commenting about genetic experiments to see that sort of response, almost like I had poked a sore spot of some kind. Just something to think about, try it for yourself, but this is kind of scary stuff, and we're going to keep on it. And I found this fun year in review by First Post, from Poland's mistaken armed invasion to UFO sightings, seven bizarre events that occurred in 2020. While the year 2020 started normally enough, I suppose, it quickly turned into an out-of-normal experience for citizens around the world due to the emergence of the COVID-19 pandemic. Social congregations, celebrations, and other festivals took a backseat as people started to maintain social distancing while the world went into an indefinite lockdown to curb the spread of the disease. However, apart from the global pandemic, there have been events around the world that have left people gobsmacked due to their bizarre and sometimes even outlandish nature during the course of 2020. As the year comes to an end, here's looking at seven such events that rocked the world. Number one, murder hornets invaded the U.S. And I know this fairly well, given our proximity here in the Pacific Northwest, because guess what? That's where they were first found and migrated to. Commonly known as the Asian giant hornet, these hornets were sighted in the U.S. and are known for being quite venomous. Known for feeding its young the thoraxes of bees they've decapitated, the hornets posed an acute risk to humans because they can sting repeatedly with venom that is stronger than honeybees. The stings of hornets were reportedly even able to puncture beekeeping suits. And they are huge and freaky. Yuck. Number two, locusts make a huge comeback. The year 2020 seems to be especially favorable for insects. Apart from the hornets of the US, locusts made a major comeback in India, for instance. Nature seemed to thrive in throwing a few more unsuspecting surprises as swarms of locusts emerging from the Arabian Peninsula made a go for several African nations and parts of Southeast Asia. Attacks like these had not been seen in quite a few decades in these countries, and swarms of this biblical plague caused havoc in destroying crops. Amid concerns of heat waves and crop failures, locust swarms that affected parts of India were also responsible for the crop infestation across 13 countries prior to the arrival in India. Number three, the strange monolith. 
The sudden sighting of an obelisk-like metal structure in Utah had caused a tirade of extraterrestrial conspiracy theories. Within a few days after the structure disappeared, only to be replaced by one that re-emerged in Romania, California, and even San Antonio. No one yet knows what or who was behind this sudden emergence. Number four, the missing star. A star vanished silently. Various astronomers studying mysterious massive stars realized that the Kinmen Dwarf Galaxy was in the last stages of its life. Wanting to learn a bit more about how these big stars end their lives, PhD student Andrew Allen of Trinity College Dublin kept an eye on the Kinmen Dwarf when they suddenly found that it had vanished without the normal supernova that the stars burst into as they die. Probably, some believe, either becoming less bright slowly or losing itself in a black hole. Number five, the Christmas star. The bizarreness of the year ended on a Christmas note with a sighting of the Jupiter-Saturn Great Conjunction, or as popularly being called, the Christmas star. It has been 400 years since the planets came this close and 800 since this happened at night. The best viewing was on December 21st when the planets were their nearest. And as you've, if you've been listening, we reported on that for several weeks uh, leading up to that event. Number six, Poland mistakenly invaded Czech Republic. Back in June, Poland admitted to briefly invading the Czech Republic, describing it as a misunderstanding. Polish troops guarding the frontier as part of coronavirus measures took positions by a chapel on the Czech side of the border, preventing visitors from accessing the site. Poland described the incident as a mistake. And finally, number seven, UFO videos confirmed as real. The U.S. Department of Defense officially released three short videos showing UFOs. In a statement released in April, the Department of Defense revealed that the videos were taken by Navy pilots in 2004 and 2005. And we've covered some of that on the show. And really, I think the story at the top of the program is kind of related, if I had to guess. And as we like to do a couple times a month, talk about upcoming celestial events. On January 2nd and 3rd, we have the Quadrantids Meteor Shower. Now, the Quadrantids is an above-average shower with up to 40 meteors per hour at its peak. It is thought to be produced by dust grains left behind by an extinct comet known as 2003-EH1, which was discovered in 2003. The shower runs annually from January 1st through the 5th. It peaks this year on the night of the 2nd and the morning of the 3rd. The waning gibbous moon will block out most of the faintest meteors this year, but if you're patient, you should still be able to catch a few good ones. The best viewing will be from a dark location after midnight. Then on January 24th, Mercury will be at its greatest eastern elongation. The planet Mercury reaches greatest eastern elongation of 18.6 degrees from the sun, and this is the best time to view Mercury, since it will be at its highest point above the horizon in the evening sky. So look for the planet low in the western sky just after sunset. And in February, the Perseverance rover is expected to land on Mars. This new rover will be looking for signs of past or present life on the planet and to see if humans could one day explore Mars. The really exciting part of this mission is the companion drone-like helicopter named Ingenuity. This vehicle's main mission is as a tech demonstration and will be the first flying vehicle on the planet 
Well, that's it. That's all I've got for this week. Don't forget to reach out if you see something unusual in the sky or someplace else, or if you have an interesting story to tell. You can call our hotline at 818-570-0126 or find us at www.theparachronicle.com. From all of us here at The Parachronicle to all of you, a very happy new year. And until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and know that here on Earth... And in the universe, we are not alone. For the Parachronicle Almanac, I'm Jonathan Hawke.